Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Daddy, hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? You want to be that uh, David Bowie song? Jiggy, play guitar. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Well. I'm not sure what the hell to do. It is the world-famous Chicky Jaguar Radio Program. Coast to coast to border to border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, brand new Chicky Jaguar app available in the App Store. ChickyJaguar.us, you can stream the show live, 24-7 replay. Exclusive news and programming information all available on our fantastic app. I'm not sure what the hell we're going to do. We had a guest that we were supposed to talk with, uh few seconds ago but our guest is nowhere to be found so we are just going to go to Dan Perkins, Don Mazzella and IQ Al Rizzoli and we go back live I will decimate the son of a bitch <laughs> you wait what, what a way to come into the conversation IQ Al Rizzoli Dan Perkins best selling author and our good friend Donald Mazzella who looks warm as hell by the way uh, in, 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 in his office there um, we've got all three of these gentlemen today uh, I'm not sure where the heck our guest is I just tried to call them they're nowhere to be found so let's start with the first topic here um, California Nation I know where, I, I, Jim I know where he went where, where, where'd he go Canada. he went with Jesus ah. last week Okay, well, from, from last we had, week. That's IQ, right. you missed it. We had Jesus on last week. We had Jesus on IQ. You missed it. <laughs> How dare you do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> so 
So what do you want to talk about? Sir? Well, what do you want to do? Let's start with Don. Don, there, there is a uh, there is a movement going on. Uh, apparently, it's gaining a lot of momentum. California wants to uh, exit the United States because Trump's the president. Uh, I want you to take this first topic. What 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 is the chances of this becoming their own country? What's going on here, Don? Nothing to nil. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was talking to somebody about it who is a constitutional uh, scholar at lunch today, just that topic, and uh, uh, he, he pointed out to me that under the original agreement in which uh, California uh, entered, uh, became a state, it, it had the ability, um, its legislature, to break into five states if necessary, and that's still part of the uh, 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 agreement and still part of the, of the Cal- uh, California Constitution and compact with the, uh, 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 under the law that uh, brought it into the Union. However, having said all that, uh, as he pointed out, uh, we fought a civil war uh, in uh, uh, 1860, and states can't succeed. So that's the, it, it's a nice thought. But uh, the Democratic Party would not want that because don't forget, between California and uh, uh, New York, uh, it represents 46% of the Democratic re- representation in Congress, and that just uh, is not uh, does not work for the uh, Democratic Party. So I think it's um, a null and void. It's a nice thing to do uh, before Christmas. Keeps everybody occupied. Get somebody some more money. But let's go on to a, a topic more, more important. Uh, if I can, I'll bring it up. Today yes. is November twenty second. Fifty three years since uh, JFK died. Yeah. And uh, uh, we, we might remember that, and we might talk about other things. But the California thing is like California dreaming. <laughs> Dan, what 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 do you make of uh, of, of Don's uh, assessment there, and, and everything uh, surrounding uh, the death of JFK, and and, and remembering that? Uh, well, I I I remember uh, watching. That. No, I remember seeing <laughs> the uh, I, I seen seeing Jack Ruby shoot uh, live on live television the first murder on live television when Jack Ruby shot Lee Harvey Oswald. I saw that. And I, of course, saw the the the, uh, the stories and uh, Frank Reynolds and all those reporters um, who were reporting. I never forget to this day when Frank Reynolds uh, said that uh, JFK had been, was dead and then then he said we, we, we can't confirm that now. And he said on air, let's, let's get the damn thing right. Uh, and what have we been dealing with for the last 53 years? Getting the media to get it right, and they still haven't figured out how to get it right. Um, I also think that the California situation, um, Don and I talked about this, and I'm going to write an article. I'm in the process of developing it right now that will be on probably sometime next week on Constitution.com. I think that the greatest confrontation between Donald Trump and all of his adversaries will not be the border, will not be Obamacare, it will be over sanctuary cities. And we have arrogant, elite, democratic mayors and other people who believe 
like Hillary, they're above the law. They're not yes. above the law. The fact that the President of the United States and the Attorney General decided not to enforce the law as it relates to illegal immigration doesn't make sanctuary cities legal. And I think that it is going to be the most contentious because that battle will probably not be totally fought in Congress because I think there's probably, the Democrats will be opposed to it, but with the Republican majorities, I think that there will be Democrats who are up for election in two years who will probably go along with the majority of the Republicans to cut the funding to these sanctuary cities if they don't start complying with the federal statutes. I think that that's going to create a challenge reminiscent of what Mr. Mazzilla said, what we fought the Civil War for. We didn't fight the Civil War necessarily for the right of a state to secede. We fought the, real, the, right, we fought the Civil War for the rights of states and the federal government to have a relationship with each other. And I think that this is what's going to happen. We are going to find we have 375 and counting sanctuary cities, counties, and states where the government has decided that they are going to not turn over illegal aliens who have been convicted of a crime to ICE to, to deport them out of the country. And that's what happened, what Kate, uh, Kate Miley out in, in San Francisco and Kate's law now, according to a recent poll from Rasmussen, has 81% support in the United States between Democrats and Republicans to get passed. So I think that that's going to be the most contentious thing that we're going to see in the first year of the Trump administration. I and California is one of those sanctuary states. IQ, what, what, what do you make of all this, my friend, listening to, uh, to, to our good friends Dan and Don here uh, to talk about this? Well, they are the professors on this subject, but I'll tell you this. With Trump in power, supporting the police and the Justice Department, those sanctuary cities will be destroyed. And with them, the people who are supporting. All he has to do, all Trump has got to do, again go to the television and talk directly to the people with the sanctuary cities and ask them, and the police will help him on that, what is the crime rate? What are the percentages and who's doing it? And believe me, in five minutes, they are down. They will be finished. Five minutes. Am I exaggerating? I don't think so. No, I, Go I don't think people. you're right. Go to yeah. the people. What he, has, what he has done now, he approached we, the people, and I keep in my articles that I'm writing, which are, which are published on the Internet, we, the people, must keep on fighting for Donald Trump because alone he cannot rule America. Alone he cannot do the job. He needs the same people who elected him to continue in defending him. I agree. I agree. And, and I think that, uh, I mean, I, I listened to de Blasio and oh. Ron Emanuel in, the, in Chicago. I mean, they, they, this is what happened in England. The of the politicians to decide what laws they're going to enforce and what they're not going to enforce, regardless of what the people think, is exactly why Mr. Trump was elected. 
The politicians uh, are out of control. And they will be destroyed because they are out of control. And this is, I honestly mean it, something else also. Many churches, Catholic and non-Catholic, have been making hundreds of millions of dollars out of this. It's a business deal. Now, Don, what, okay. what, 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 do, you, what do you make of uh, IQ's, IQ's comments there on that? Uh, that's a that's a new one for me, and I was just digesting it. Thanks for for. I'm asking. surprised. I'm surprised it's a new to you, but it's a fact that the Catholic Church and other churches are making millions out of it. Well, how do they make millions out of it? Because they are subsidized. They are subsidized to take care of those illegals. By who? Look it up. Look it up. Prove me wrong, please. Do me a favor. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I always love that about IQ. I, I, I don't want to argue with you. Most <laughs> no, 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 don't agree. ever argue. We are, we are intelligent human beings. I don't want to prove you wrong. <laughs> no, no, I will, I'll problem. tell you why, honestly, because I'm not as versed into this subject as you guys. I get my information maybe second and third hand. So well, I need your input to tell me, hey, IQ, you're wrong because X, Y, Z. No problem. Well, well, I was going to go in another direction because you you brought up something very very important, IQ. Uh, this uh, this morning, uh, uh, Donald Trump went on and and uh, produced uh, an infomercial, as some as the New York Times derided it as, um, uh, about what he was going to do. And what he did was short circuit the national media. Uh, you know, uh, and put them on, on notice that he's not going to let them, them interpret the news for him to the American people, but go directly to the American people. I think that um, that is what I think will be the first of many such direct interactions w w with uh, Donald Trump. Um, uh, this you is know, why we love him. This is why we love him, because the news media proved themselves to be Criminally negligent. There's no other word for it, honestly. Well, he called them liars. He called CNN directly to their face, uh, liars. Yes, uh, yes. Um, he was being polite. <laughs> you know, I was what, I loved, <laughs> what I loved about it, they went to the meeting, and I was talking to somebody um, this afternoon about this. Uh, they went to the meeting yesterday figuring he was going to pl play me a culpa, and when when they got in the room... They were shocked by what he said, and for the people who didn't, uh, who don't know what he said, he called CNN uh, a, a, a lying channel and its people liars, and he called out the head of CNN and, uh, and directly and said he was the liar, which is, hasn't been done in America in years. And then, he, then he went out and, and uh, public, publicly scolded a reporter who started to cry. Uh, uh, election night when Hillary was losing. All, all of this uh, shocked them because they thought they were going to find uh, talk about the ground rules and how they, we were going to go back to business as usual. And Trump, I think, finally uh, said business will not uh, be the same as usual. It's ironic. Uh, I don't know if uh, you, you fellows are familiar with a, uh, a movie called Network. Um, which won Peter um, Finch a uh, uh, posthumous um, uh, Oscar. But, you know, all of the things in this movie, which was uh, uh, done over 25 years ago, uh, up to and including 
<coughs> a president uh, um, <coughs> who is a TV entertainer um, is coming to pass. And I think Donald Trump uh, probably saw the movie and it took it to heart. And I think the... <laughs> I, I think I the uh, answer for all of us is a new day is dawning. And I'll turn it over to the rest of you because I'm coughing. Damn. I'm choked well, up in emotion. What, 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 <coughs> what, 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 what do you make of, uh, of Don's assessment there? I agree with him. By the way, I saw the movie. It was amazing. And he was right. He had enough. American people had enough. I tell you, you have no idea how happy I am that Hillary Clinton has not become president. Oh, At all, least now all, I can three eat of well, us, all I can sleep well, I can enjoy my life. <laughs> all three of us are ecstatic by, by, by that, my friend. So, yes, you're, you're not the only one that uh, that's excited by this. Now, uh, Dan, listening to all this, do you have anything uh, in, in, in another topic here you want to bring up? Dan, are you still with us? We might have lost Dan. Okay, I'm going to go back. Wait. There he is. I have something to say. Okay, go, IQ. <laughs> Very important. You remember 9-11? Yes. Guess what happened this year? 11-9. That's the date of the election. Absolutely. 9-11 is <laughs> a catastrophe. 11-9 is the rise of the phoenix of America. That's yeah. amazing. So, Jim. Yes, Jim, go. I'm, I'm going to disagree with Mr. IQ. Thank you. I love that. Uh, um, I love I'm, I'm going to do Thank my you. best. I'm going to. I'm going to do my best to try and win that money from you. But I'm going to. Uh, first of all, let me let me speak to you from the standpoint of a practicing Catholic Christian. The Catholic charities, Catholic charities of the United States, is a social service organization. It provides help not only to illegals, but to a whole bunch of other people. And they provide food and shelter and clothing, and they're reimbursed for their expenses by the government because there is no other organization in the United States that has the breadth of reach to help more people with more churches, more physical churches, and more communities interested in helping. I belong to a church here in New Jersey for 37 years. Every year we have at Thanksgiving a turkey drive for people in the inner city, and we'll get 70 to 100 turkeys. Every year at Christmas time, our parish adopts families in the inner city who are poor and hungry, and we provide clothing and food and medical supplies free of charge, not reimbursed by the government, and we adopt 250 to 300 families, and it goes on in many, many churches across the United States. My sister belongs to a Catholic church in Columbus, Ohio, where they have a giving tree where people can take the names of people in nursing homes and hospitals and buy something for them for Christmas. None of it is reimbursed by the central government or state or local governments. It comes from the generosity of people trying to live out the mission of the Lord, and that's to take care of the poor and the hungry and the homeless. Yes, Catholic Charities does do a lot of work, but I'm telling you, IQ, 
There are many thousands of Catholic churches all over this country who give it their own time, talent, and treasure with no reimbursement other than a gift from the Lord to take care of the poor because the Lord told us to do that. Dan, you missed the point. I never, I was not mentioning anything about the Catholic Church regarding taking care of Americans. I'm talking about churches, whether they're Catholic or otherwise, in the sanctuary cities who are supporting and taking care of illegals. That's my contention. That's the only contention I have. They are illegal. The, the word is illegal. It's not, it's, it describes who they are. Illegal. Right. They shouldn't have sanctuary. Sorry. But, but, but IQ, my, my, my local parish, my local um, diocese does not ask people who are asking for help whether they're legal or illegal. The Lord didn't tell us to discriminate because of their nationality or whether they were here legally or illegally. I understand and absolutely support your position that those people who are here illegally should not be here because I think it is it's detrimental to the people who've gone through the legal process to become citizens or enter the United States legally. There was a story yesterday, IQ on Drudge, where... Customs and immigration at the border have basically been told by the Obama administration, Homeland Security, to stand down. And people are coming across the border, the southern border, 1,500 to 2,000 a day, and with nobody doing anything to stop them. Where are they going, Dan? Please tell All me. Over the, Where are they well, going? First place they go is to a detention center on the border, and then they're given food and clothing, and then they're dispersed either by airplane or by bus all over the country. They're dropped in a particular city. There's nobody there to deal with them, and they find themselves in a country that they can't speak the language. They have very little or no money. Nobody's there to help them, and they're looking for, they're looking for the basic need of feeding themselves. Okay. Just because they're illegal doesn't mean that they're not hungry. I believe, that's why I said in the beginning, that the sanctuary city is going to be the biggest problem. Because if we can get the bad guys out of the sanctuary cities, we can make America much safer than it is today. I and the, and the, the police and the government, the, the building about the Blasio of New York, and, and the guy in Chicago, his people know who the bad guys are. In Chicago, they know that most of the killing is done by about 170 people in the inner city in Chicago. And the police has admitted they know who they, who they are. Well, Mr. Trump ought to send in the National Guard or the FBI or whoever and go into the police department, take us to where these 175 people are, let's arrest them and get them out of the city and confiscate their weapons, their drugs, and their money. Done. But we have a we have a president and an attorney general who have chosen not to follow the law of the land. But this is criminal <laughs> behavior. But this is criminal behavior. This is treason. They should be impeached. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, could I interrupt here no, and give I'm you an exa example? Uh, example. A friend of mine uh, went cross country uh, last week. Um, uh, and uh, he paid his uh, extra money to take uh, to, for a coach seat that had extra 
<coughs> leg room. And on the flight were uh, uh, 11 Somalis, <coughs> uh, two fa Somali families. Well, um, three of the, of the, of the family, uh, uh, happened to be two young rambunctious kids, were assigned to seats next to him. <coughs> and he asked them, uh, he asked the stewardess, well, who's paying for the trip? Uh, and it was the U.S. government. And she said it was a regular thing that these families were all being relocated from the East Coast to the West Coast, and they were being paid and given preferential treatment uh, on these flights. They were all all in the seats around him, and he had paid extra, and the, gov and the government was paid extra to give them a, a room. <coughs> then when he went back, that not, uh, when he went back on the trip, when he came off the plane, happened to take the same flight back flight backward, etc. What did he see? Uh, another two Somali families waiting board the plane to go to the West Coast. All of this at the expense of the government. He paid extra, and the and the government paid extra for room. Don't you me. go figure this world. It's not the bloody government. The government doesn't have bloody money. This is my taxpayers' money. This is your taxpayers' money. Don't Amen. The word. This is, the government is penniless. Every government is penniless. It is our tax money that makes them function. Call it what it is. So, okay, Mr. Mr. Ayazoli, I want to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm gonna, Jim, I'm going to change slightly, change subject, just slightly. Okay. Yes. The 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 far right conservative candidate for the prime ministership in France believes in Mr. Trump. Of course. And now there is a concern that France is going to go the way of Britain and the United States and elect a more conservative government, which will have to deal with the illegals in France. Um, we have been told that Andrea Merkel is going to stand for re-election. Will she win? No. 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 I'm sorry. I disagree with you, but she will win because she'll move to the center. You, uh, the... Uh, the German police are already starting to crack down. You'll see a gradual uh, change, and she'll win another well, term. Donald, while the police are cracking down, rape and murder is continuing. By the time the election comes, there will be a hell of a lot more rape and murder. Muslims do not know what an envelope is. Every single Muslim has no limit in imagination. They have absolutely no uh, control for themselves. Agreed there. Yeah, but, well, this is what's going to happen. There will be more attacks, there will be more rape, and the people will not stand with Merkel. It's that simple. I'll tell you something. Marine Le Pen has a very good chance of winning in France. Her oh, yeah. in the Netherlands has got a very good chance of winning. And if Angela Merkel loses, when Angela Merkel loses, the European Union is finished. Okay. I, now, I, I, I agree with you, but she will move to the center. Well, uh, but I, I think I agree with. She created. She created. She created the disaster. Whether she moves to the center or not, she created the disaster. She should be held responsible for it. I I somewhat agree with what IQ said. I I I, I don't agree with Don that moving to the center is enough. I think that. Um, 
that IQ is right. I, as having been there just 12 months ago and listening to the natives talk about how angry they are, um, I don't think moving to the center uh, creates an opportunity for her to get reelected because the center isn't where people want to go. The, the, what people want is to go to the right. But IQ, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. What I'm... I want, I, want to, I want to make a statement. You can obviously correct me because you will. Um, <laughs> but it is my understanding when Muhammad delivered the Koran, he told his followers to go out and rape the women so that the next generation will be Muslim. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if, if the incidents, the escalated incidents of rape in Europe by the Muslims is part of that philosophy. No, I'll tell you why. The rape he was talking about is when you have women in, what do you call it, uh, enslaved in war. So he has them as sex slaves. So they have them... Uh, pregnant and the child will have to grow a Muslim. What we right. have in Europe is random rape because they are excited. They don't have a woman. They need to unload themselves. So the best person to unload in is a white Christian girl. But he did tell them you have every right to do whatever you want, whether you want to slaughter them, murder them, decapitate them, plunder them or rape them. Any infidel is fair game to you. That's what he told them. That's the Quran. That's right. right. Well, I, yes, and I, as I said, I, I remember reading that, and when you, we, I was trying to see if there was any relationship to None. the increased instance of rape, and it's, and it's basically what you're saying is, in an oversimplification, it's hormones. Yes, literally. There's nothing to do with creating more children. You marry okay. them, what by marry them is enslave them in marriage, and have them right. pregnant for the rest of their life, that's when they have the children. Okay. Um, what do you think, um, you, you said if, if Merkel, or when Merkel is defeated, that the EU dissolves. Is because that, is that, the, is that the singular event that will cause it to be dissolved? Her defeat? No, no, other things will help, but Angela Merkel is the leader of Germany, and Germany is the powerhouse of Europe, economically. If, mm -hmm. and when Angela, I don't want to use if, when Angela Merkel goes down, the European Union will go down. It will dissolve. Because France, uh, the Marine Le Pen, if takes over France, the other one takes over uh, Netherlands, they will never stay in the Union. The Union is finished. It's finished. Now that, the minute France, England left, it gave a bit of backbone. But with Trump, my God, it's a tsunami. It's a tsunami. It is, it reverberated all over Europe. Every single opposition party in Europe was glorified that Donald Trump won. So they let's said, take it. Let's, sorry, sorry, go on. I just want to take it one step further. Yeah. What is the impact... This is a question we should have started the show with, Jim. Whatever about that. <laughs> what is the impact? What is the impact of Donald Trump 
being elected president of the United States on radical Islamic terrorists. There is no such thing as radical Islamic terror. With all due respect, you must never use adjectives on Islam. Islam is Islam. Full stop. It is terroristic, hate-mongering, war-mongering, misogynist, racist, duplicitous, intolerant, ungodly. Simple. Not complicated. Right. Tell me what you really think. I wish IQ was, was just not so closeted in his feelings. Go ahead, IQ. Sorry? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll go back to my question. What yeah. will be the impact on the Muslim world? With the, with, with, they will with be angry. The, of course, they will be angry. They will be shouting. They will be screaming. But to hell with them. Who is the Muslim world? 57 dysfunctional states in the world. The least productive, least intent, in, inventive, least creative in human history. Who are they? Without oil, nobody would have spat on an Arab or a Muslim without oil. I swear to you, nobody. Nobody. And that is not racism. This is fact. Before 1973 and the oil crisis, who knew about Arabs? Nobody. Nobody knew where Iraq was. Nobody knew Syria. Nobody. And I mean literally nobody. But because of oil, this is why Donald Trump must make America totally independent of oil and energy. Totally. Right. Nobody will dictate to you. Nobody will threaten you. You threaten everybody else. Right. Well, I know from my research that if we just uncap the wells that we've closed in the Dakotas in West Texas, we're already energy independent. We don't need to import a drop of, of Middle Eastern or Mexican or anybody else's oil. We can handle ourselves quite nicely and have surpluses that we can begin to compete on the open markets. Yeah, Donald Trump said it in two and a half, two minutes, 70, I don't know, two, two minutes, 30 seconds, whatever it was in the speech that he gave to the people. He said he will make America independent. And that's about mm -hmm. bloody time. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be that hard to do. Um, no. So let me let me go back to another. Can I change subjects, Jim? Go ahead, my friend. Go ahead, unless Don has something. It, it, well, it's your show. I mean, I wanted to be. No, no, go ahead. I, 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 oh, well, why? He's enjoying himself. He doesn't have to do anything <laughs> but hit, twist the controls. Go ahead. I can play board up. <laughs> I think I've done this more than once before to you, haven't I, James? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, um, so what I want to talk about now is the camel's nose in the tent. Okay. The camel camel nose in the tent in the United States is the possibility that Mr. Ellison could become the leader of the Democratic Party. The first, first, Muslim elected to the Congress of the United States. What and I wrote I wrote a piece on Constitution.com, which you can go there and your listeners can go there, Jim, on Ellison and the stuff that Ike was talking about earlier. It's all in my article. But what I'm what I'm interested in is that the strategy, and this is what it, 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 it intrigues me. The strategy of the Muslims in the United States, the radicals. Uh, you you take Ellison in Minneapolis, uh, 
through the Somali population in his district, it's Muslim, and as long as he wants to run, he's going to get reelected as a Muslim because of what his constituency are in Minneapolis, which is the largest concentration of Somalians in the United States. Yes. But where there's one, there could be two or three. And as a strategy to conquer, what do you think about the possibility of in other areas of the country, in Michigan and other places where there's high concentrations of Muslims, uh, notice I didn't say radical IQ, I said Muslims, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that will begin to elect more and more congressmen to the U.S. Congress. Are they, is that a way in which they're going to try and take over the country? It's called stealth jihad. By the way, with all your respect, it's very simple. Ellison swore on the Quran. Yes. Big mistake. Huge mistake. Why? The Quran is Sharia. So the fact that he swore on the Quran, and the Quran is Sharia, and the Sharia is the nemesis of the American Constitution, his swearing is null and void. He's an enemy of the United States of America. It's that simple, you know, man. Believe yes, yes, but, it is so simple. But, it's sickening. Yes, but let me, let me tell you what I said about that in my article. Yeah. When he when when he was called out on that event, yes, he did exactly the same thing as Loretta Lynch did after her meeting with Bill Clinton on the tarmac in Phoenix, when she said, even though the rules of the Justice Department prohibit any contact to spouses or family members of individuals who are under investigation, criminal investigation with the FBI. She said, I quote, paraphrasing, I didn't think it was that big a deal. And what did this guy say? I didn't think it was a big deal. Part two. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Part two. He, for 18 months, worked for Malcolm, or not Malcolm, um, can't think of his name, um, the guy who's the Muslim who hates Jews and a thousand men march, I'm just drawing a blank. Anyway, he said, uh, he changed his name initially from Keith X. Ellison, then he changed it again to Keith X. Ellison Mohammed. When he found out that Farrakhan, supposedly, when he found out that he, Farrakhan, after working for him for 18 months, was an anti-Semite, he said, quote, I should have done more homework. So what I'm saying to you, IQ, all of the things that enrage us, he's poo-pooing them, well, it was a mistake, it was, wasn't intended, but the, the I said when I wrote my article, what was he swearing allegiance to when he swore on the Koran his oath of office? Was it to the Constitution or was it to the Koran? Nobody asked him that question. Okay. Get me ten minutes on Hannity. Get me 10 minutes on Hannity. Why can't anybody get me 10 minutes on Hannity? <laughs> nobody, can get, nobody can get me 10 minutes on Hannity either. <laughs> yeah, but I can destroy Muhammad and his Quran in 10 minutes, for God's sake. You yeah. can't. Uh, what, but With go back to my respect, question. You can't. Go back, I can. Go, I have no what? doubt, but let me go, go back to my question. Go on. Is there a, you said a stealth strategy. I'm asking you the question. Yeah. Is in your in your mind is there a stealth 
strategy to elect more and more Muslims to the Congress to eventually to try and take over the country. Read the Charter of the Muslim Brotherhood in America. That's exactly what they said 20 years ago. It's not hidden agenda. The FBI discovered the documents. Don't take my word for it. Google it. They are there to destroy America from within. Using your system, using the European system, our democracy, to destroy us with it. So, when Allison is talking to me, it's not the same thing as he's talking to the television set or to the news media. When he's talking to me, I will be nailing him. <laughs> so, let me ask you one more quick, let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. Why do you, th why do you think that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are going so far left, believing, and I also wrote about this too, believing that by going left they will attract non-college educated white voters back to the Democratic Party. Because What stupid. is the logic? That there is no logic. They're stupid. Bernie Sanders is a stupid man. He, he honestly believes he can move America into socialism and communism. And the reason why he succeeded the way he succeeded is because you had 60 years of indoctrination in your school system by left-wing bastards. I don't miss my words. I, no, I, I, I noticed that. You never do, IQ. <laughs> yeah, you never do, IQ. But 60 years, 60 years is not a joke. You have generation after generation of generation of Americans who have no respect for the Constitution, no respect for the flag, no respect for the They don't understand the, of the Constitution. Sorry? The, the, it, he, Don said they don't understand the Constitution. What's interesting to me, uh, Jim, is the number of people that are on these protest lines um, who never voted. Yes. Never voted. Never registered to vote. Never voted. And, you know, Kanye West did this concert last week where he was praising Donald Trump. He said, I haven't voted in 20 years. What, what are the, you know... I've always believed the following, Jim. If you if you vote, if you take the time to accept your responsibility as a citizen to vote, then you have a right to speak out. Yes. But if you don't vote, you have no right to speak out. And I'm amazed at the number of people. I wonder how many of all of those Hollywood celebrities who were threatening to leave the country actually voted. Might I wish they left the country. They should be forced to leave <laughs> the country. That would have left In the fact, country. They should be forced to leave the country and keep their word. Well, they, well they're, de they're Democrats. Go ahead, Don. <laughs> no, no. No. Uh, it, it, uh, we, you guys are doing such a great job. It's difficult for me to jump in because you're doing... Uh, you, you're saying uh, a lot of what I, I'm thinking, and you know. Uh, but I'd like to. Can I jump a subject to you? Uh, sure. A little close yes. to my heart. Let's go. Which is it's the fact show. that we lost it's your another. Show, Don. We lost an, another policeman this weekend, and yes. uh, uh, you know you, what is amazing is that wall of sign, a silence out of President Obama and Attorney General. Um, uh, whoever she is, um, Loretta Lynch. Yes, Loretta thank you. Lynch. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, the 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 point being that this black man, 
according to police, uh, waited outside the police station and then picked his target, then shot, shot him as, as he was writing out a ticket. You know, but we're not hearing a word about that. Um, NPR had an interesting thing that in the last two weeks we've lost four police officers for um, uh, uh, from violence. In all cases, they were stopped for routine um, uh, traffic stop, doing the job that we asked them to do, which be the the first line of defense against anarchy. Yes, indeed. And uh, they lost. And we don't hear President Obama uh, on that. He's also—I uh, don't know where the heck he is on his foreign. We don't. Foreign we don't tour. hear. We don't hear a lot out of Obama about all sorts of things. We don't hear anything about that situation. He hasn't said anything about the pipeline in North Dakota. He's just kind of out to lunch the last the, the last uh, couple weeks here. Well, he has been out to lunch for eight years. Well, that too. That too. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, interesting thing, interesting thing about what Don just said. Two, two quick pieces. Yes. Uh, as you know, Jim, I live on a little island six miles out in the Gulf of Mexico. You got to pay a six dollar toll toll to get there. And on Sunday night, one of our police officers was shot in a drive-by shooting. And the first time in the history of the island, a police officer was shot. Fortunately enough, he wasn't killed. But I'm sure my we're in New Jersey for the holidays but i'm sure when we get back it'll it'll be a lot of topic of discussion the other the other thing is not highly reported but i will give usa today some credit over the last two weeks every one of those police officers who were shot and killed donald trump has personally called the spouses again the news media don't tell you that no, it was on USA Today, and in okay. really small print. It was, but the compassion to to pick up the phone in a schedule that must be as hectic as hell to try and build a new a new government to take out the time to call the spouses and and give him give them the sympathy of his and the nation at their terrible loss shows to me speaks a great deal about who the man is and how wrong the Democrats are. Um, I think he has the potential to do great things. And, you know, uh, Don, I'd be interested in your view. He doesn't have to accomplish a lot to be a success, does he? Agreed. Agreed. All he has to do is just... Um, uh, I, I go back to Franklin Delano Roosevelt and the great example of the, of the bank... Of, of, there was a run on the bank, nation's <laughs> banks... And he, right. and he got on, on the then relatively new medium of radio, and uh, for the first of his fireside uh, chats, I know I've said this before, and all he said to the nation was, I give you my word, the banks are sound. And, and the banks became sound. Um, by the way, I had somebody say to me, well, the people still lost money. Of course they did. But that was not the purpose of what he did it. And are, are we going to have problems under uh, uh, Trump? Yes. But if he can make a positive uh, note, and I, I have to uh, say something. For the first time in uh, six months, um, my phone has been ringing off the hook. Uh, people <laughs> being back to work. 
uh, and and this is Thanksgiving week. You know, it's been very busy for me, and when I've talked around, it's been very busy for other people as well. So, uh, Dan, you're absolutely right. He does not have to do a lot. He uh, he uh, simply has to give the, uh, the American people the sense that we're moving forward. The unfortunate part about President Obama was the fact that he never he always talked about the difficulties, not not about the singular ability of the American people to get things done. It's, right. it's a great talent, and it's it's one that uh, leaders like Ronald Reagan have uh, um, have got to rally and get us going again. I was talking to my ISP, who's been very sour for the last <laughs> uh, year and a half, and he said, you know. Even uh, even ISP, where uh, uh, our um, various uh, electronic programs are uh, centered, he said, for the first time in a long time, we're actually having an increase in activity. Small things, but I think that's important. And, Dan, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Jim, can I ask you a quick question? Yes. Jump in there, my friend. <laughs> I, don't mean, I don't mean to embarrass you. How old are you? 37. You weren't even alive when Ronald Reagan was running for president. No, but I, I am a student of history as much of you guys uh, are, and uh, I, I've done a lot of research over the years. And, and, and to follow up on your Reagan point, I have something I want to ask you guys here in a minute, but go ahead, Dan. Well, when, when I'm old enough because I was around, I know what this country was like when Jimmy Carter was president. Oh, my uh, God. Ameri <laughs> America was not a great place not a great place the people did not feel good about being americans their prospects were told by the president that america's best years were behind it we can't light our christmas trees we got to put on sweaters and turn the thermostat down in the winter time all these things that played on the the psyche and the soul of america and i happened to be working at the time for merrill lynch and i was working on assignment in europe and uh, on election night, I was in Frankfurt, Germany. And when I woke up the next morning, the guy I was staying with, he and his wife told me that we had a new president. And I said, well, what was his name? And they said, Ronald Reagan. In a very short period of time, and I don't mean months, I mean days and weeks. In a very short period of time, you could see and feel the change in the psychology and the optimism in America. I see that again with the election of Donald Trump. I said to Don earlier today, Wall Street gave tens of millions of dollars of contributions to Mrs. Clinton and gave a total of about $15,000 to Donald Trump. Wall Street said that if Mr. Trump were to be elected, it would be a disaster. The markets would crash. And they didn't. They went the other way. And now Wall Street is saying, well, maybe we made a mistake on our call on the market. <laughs> well, maybe you also made a mistake in tens of millions of dollars you gave to Hillary. But what I'm, I'm echoing what Don is saying is that I think that the mood of America is quickly turning to hopefulness, a belief that America can be great again, as Mr. Trump talks about. And we're talking about the Keystone Pipeline, and we're talking about energy jobs. We're talking about putting people back to work. And, and and giving them an opportunity to have meaningful employment, good jobs, 
and, and, and provide for themselves and for their families. I see that happening every day with more and more people feeling positive. Even with all the people who are detractors with Trump, there is a, a growing momentum in this country waiting for Mr. Trump to come in because they believe he will hit the ground running and do a lot of things in his first 100 days. And that's a yep. huge psychological thing that took place with Reagan and is now taking place with Trump. Gentlemen, one thing Donald forgot to, uh, to say. The reason Obama destroyed America because he himself does not believe in the exceptionalism of America. Donald Trump does. Yes. Donald Reagan did. That's yes. why Donald Trump will be one of the foremost American presidents in the last 100 years. That's my yes. prediction. Yes, couldn't agree with you more. You're well, right. Okay, this this yeah. this this brings up my 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 question I had for you guys. Um, with with all this, with with Donald Trump, you know, getting getting certain people to bring their businesses back and and do various things. Uh, one of the things that I talk with people all the time, whether I talk with liberals who just can't stand when I bring this up, or when I talk to conservatives who agree with me to a point, um, one of the things that Ronald Reagan did was he believed in the, the whole trickle-down economics thing. And mm -hmm. he did a lot of, of work with that. And once he was out of office, we started to see that happen with the when Clinton got a lot of the credit for this, but uh, we mm -hmm. started to see a lot of the CEOs who were able to, you know, have the tax breaks to hire more people. Well, then I don't know if it was the late nineties, early early two thousands. I don't know what it was, but there seemed to be this case of the CEOs, certain ones who eventually everybody followed this path. They went, "Why am I given all this money and?" Uh, Tag, you know, what, 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 why am I hiring these new employees? I'll just take this money and put it in an offshore account somewhere. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden, uh, people went, oh, trickle-down economics doesn't work. Do you think that there will be a situation, gentlemen, that Trump does a bunch of different things, but it, it, he doesn't get the credit for it because by the time he's out of office, um, it will have started working and someone will have given his predecessor the credit for that. Do you guys see something like that taking place? Oh, yes. Um, yeah. I, I, I would say the, 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 probably the greatest example of that will be in the energy sector with what he has to do to bring. He doesn't have to do much to make us energy independent, but he has a lot he has to do with the coal industry. He's got to do things with pipelines. These will take time to build and to re-infrastructure um, and so there was an article in USA Today today that was talking about it, the benefits of what Mr. Trump's trying to do in the energy sector, may, because how long it takes to, to, to get drilling permits and all this stuff and build pipelines, it'll be the next president that'll get all the credit for it, but Trump will be the man responsible. And, and you know what? I don't think he cares for one reason. Which there is will be jobs that will be created to get things started, get things ready, holes dug, trenches dug, whatever, which is going to lift the economy, it's going to provide jobs, good-paying jobs for people, and that jobs will continue as the momentum for more oil infrastructure happens. So I, I really think, somebody said today, uh, they looked at, uh, that, at Barack Obama, who spent $870 billion dollars, 
for his infrastructure, if you remember in his first term, all the, quote, shovel-ready jobs. Nobody can name what was built because nothing was. The money was squandered. <laughs> yes. Money was squandered. It never went to build anything. I think Mr. Trump is going to feed people to work and building. You know, we use Don. Don uses his Roosevelt. Roosevelt, one of the things he did was created the WPA, and they built thousands and thousands of bridges and highways and and dams and tunnels and massive infrastructure in the United States, put tens of thousands of people to work that helped bring this economy back, and then when we transition to the war economy. But I, I think there are a lot of things that we can do to stimulate activity, and I think that Mr. Trump, being a businessman, understands uh, the need to invest in our people and our country, and it'll pay off big time because as we put we take more and more people off the unemployed rolls and off the welfare rolls, we're going to generate huge amounts of tax revenue, even with reduced taxes, which we can begin to pay down our debt. Dan, can I interrupt you and add one point, important point? Also, remember, every one of FDR's pro programs required people to work to, in order to get the, uh, the benefits. Yep. They couldn't, didn't get the benefits for not working whether it was artists and writers who had to do projects or, or, or decorate city halls, whether it was CC, the uh, Civilian Conservation Corps, all of them required that the, in order for that people to get the money, they had to do something. That is the right. difference, uh, and that is a point often lost between Franklin Roosevelt and everybody that came after him. Because he always insisted that, uh, and his uh, Secretary of the Interior, Ickes, always said that they had to work for it. And when World War II came about, they had a, 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 a workforce that was geared to working, not just accepting a government dole. True. Very true. Well, as we wrap so we're up, some... well, go, 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 go ahead, ahead, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. No, I just said I think it's going to be an interesting time, and we're going to have a lot to talk about on our shows for the next few years. <laughs> but eight but years. just remember, be careful what you uh, want; you may get it. Uh, just keep eight, that in mind. One, I one, said eight, eight years, not four years. <laughs> eight years. Thank you. Thank well, you. Uh, one, one, one final comment here, and this, and this kind of follows up to our uh, our recent television broadcast that we did uh, on Access TV fairly recently. We had Don involved in. Um, Don has now Dan had the pleasure of uh, having a, uh, a lovely conversation with our buddy Israel. <laughs> oh, oh. how did he do? How did he do? It, he he actually did very very well. Don kind of kind of filled Dan in a little bit on <laughs> on on your uh, chat. <laughs> quite frankly, I, I, well, I I'm glad you think it was good because I did not. There's a man who absolutely does not listen. So as far as I'm concerned, well, I've had two occasions to be with Israel, and and uh, and um, 
it's an interesting conversation that keeps you on your toes. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. And uh, we're going to be uh, uh, putting that up on our website here in in a couple weeks. I uh, I'm waiting on the uh, the the MPEG to get back from Access to me so I can put it on the website. But uh, when we get that up, Good. I will send that your way, Dan, so you can you can watch our okay. our, our friend Mazella uh, have all sorts of have all thought, sorts of fun. I, I I would say to you, I thought that the, the what the once we got into our groove on election night coverage, yes, uh, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. It yes. was much more entertaining than what the hell was going on on the network. And um, <laughs> you know, and, and each of us kind of all evolved into various responsibilities because we neither none of us knew what the hell we were supposed to be doing. But it kind of you know, me and the other guy were working the numbers and uh, counting the delegates and. Uh, but it was it was a it was a long show four hours but yes, it was fun to do it but it, it was it was a blast well before I let everybody go uh, for today uh, we'll start with IQ uh, sir how do we get a hold of you online and, and and pick up your books and everything else as usual just Google my name Al Rasuli A L R A S S O O L I and Jim do me a favor. Yes. Send me the links for wherever you send them to Dan or to Donald. I want to get rid of, to look at them. Okay, I will send I will send them your way. And and at some point, uh, and 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 I know you don't like doing television, so 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 at some point we might have to bring you in on Skype and maybe I know put put a graphic or something up. But I would love to have you on the TV show at some point. Wait a minute! Uh, all you have to do, with all due respect, is put the picture of one of my books. What's the big deal? Okay, well, we uh, we we want to see you. We don't care about the cover of your damn book. I promise you. I promise you. If Donald Trump. Or Hannity wants me, I'll come by myself and I show myself and we go out for dinner. <laughs> and after Whoa. that, the Muslim will shoot me. <laughs> well, okay. see, there is that. You, you never invite us out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> now, Don, how, how do we get a hold of you, my friend? Pick up the books and everything. <laughs> DonMazzella.com, you can all of our books. Uh, hashtag... Uh, Two SB digests for small business. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.